0: okay well, my name is Ryan Forbes and uh, also yeah. also, known as <laughs> also known as rainforest well, and this is that is only if you will only refer to me as rainforest so just so there's no confusion on that front <laughs> um, and I um, I let's see I've done a whole bunch of things I've worked in software development I've been a Government contractor, and I've been um, most recently I've been in marketing, I think, and um, that's my primary work. But also, um, I also spent six years in prison, where, um, with the help of this guy right here, we founded Wayward Press, which is a, which is now our comic book brand, and we ended up publishing a comic book. So now I'm going to. Pass it over to this guy so he can introduce himself.
1: Now, my name is Aaron Malone, also just known as Malone. Uh, and uh, I'm a comic book artist. I'm a writer. And I was in prison for 30 years. For, since I was uh, 17 years old, all the way up until I was 47 years old, I was in a prison in Texas, which is where I met him in his last, in the last two or three years of my incarceration. Um, and uh, I was working on you know, drawing comic books and so forth while I was in prison. It was, uh, comic books were really a lifeline for me and kept me alive, kept me sane over the course of 30 years. And uh, eventually uh, turned it into a, an actual real comic that's turning into a career.
0: That's, that's the hope for both of us. We would love this, to make this our full-time jobs. And make and, yeah, full-time. and we both have day jobs still. Yes. <laughs> In the meantime, but the um, let's start start off for for me. um, You know, I have always loved comics. I used to draw on everything while I was um, when I was a kid, which was when I first. That was when I started hearing, no, stop, you need to stop doing that because I was doing it too much. (laughs) And um, I um, when I went off to to school, I actually when I was deciding between which school to go to, I wanted to go to an art school. But my, I, uh, my family never outright said it, but it was very strongly suggested I go to a technical school as opposed to an art school. And, um, and then in, um, I, that's when I started. After that college, I my, started my career as a software developer. And then uh, I, would, I uh, was drinking one night. I blacked out. And I ended up getting in a car accident, which killed someone. And that's what led to my sentence of six years in prison in Texas. And so I, um, when I was in prison, I had a lot of friends and a lot of family who were supportive and they, um, there was one friend in particular I said, because we used to always read comics. um, I told him, (coughs) just send me comics, send me really good comics so I can read them and keep up with them. And, uh, and he did. He sent me all sorts of comics. He said first he sent me fables, and, and I kept on was reading fables until um, Texas saw someone in the mailroom noticed that there was some nudity um, along the way, and then banned um, all the fables for the entire TDC system. So, but which TDC is the Texas Department of Corrections or Criminal Justice, as they're now known? Um, so there's so um, I. I started asking for why the last man because that was really big when I was reading comics and that got quickly banned as well. So I'm like, all right, just send me Marvel and DC because those aren't going to get banned. And, um, I started reading, uh, one of my favorite heroes is Green Lantern. And, um, my favorite Green Lantern is Kyle Rayner. And they had basically just got done kicking Kyle Rayner off of, as the main Green Lantern, um, putting Hal Jordan front and center, but they had given him this book called New Guardians, which I really got into, I really enjoyed, and then when the series ended and they, and they rebooted it, they acted as if, I mean, they rebooted it. It was like it never happened. There was nothing. Kyle, Kyle Rayner went down way lower than he was before, and I was really upset because there was this character that they didn't know how to write for and i was like you, you guys just don't un- no one understands this character so i wrote a story from ba- based on what was happening in new guardians and to show what this character should be and then when i met malone i had an unfinished version of this story and he pushed me to finish it
1: actually no whenever he first showed or told me about the story and told me it was about Kyle Rayner. I was immediately just uh, Kyle Rayner, and I mean, I'm I'm one of these guys in comic books that uh, I never see any reason why to change the classics. I think if you have to change it, there's that it's just a lack of imagination on the writers or the of the artists. Uh, they just don't see the potential of it uh, of what's really there. And uh, so whenever he said Kyle Rayner, I'm thinking Kyle Rayner's not the Green Lantern. Hal Jordan's the Green Lantern. You know, always will be. And but. He I I I, uh, went ahead and endured it and read his (laughs) read his story. And I have to admit, after I got done reading it, I was a Kyle Rayner fan. This guy, (laughs) this guy wrote not only the greatest Green Lantern story that I've ever read in my life, but he but he wrote a great Kyle Rayner Green Lantern story that rewrote my whole entire thinking on the on the thing. It was fantastic. Back to you. But um,
0: so that really pushed me into writing, like writing comics and writing stories. But and I, I, when I found out Malone could draw, I was like, I was like, well, you need to draw this comic. You you need to do do that. And he and um, he, we were trying to figure out where to start. So there's one one this this whole storyline takes place in a parallel world where everyone has Lantern. And so, um, it takes place in a Gotham city where basically the, the penguin, if you, got, you know anything about the Green Lantern stuff, but, uh, penguin has the orange ring and he's killed off all of the Gotham villains and now he's summoning them with the orange ring and attacking, um, Kyle Rayner, Hal Jordan, and a mysterious teen lantern who's appeared on this world. And there, and so Malone, <laughs> Malone told me, uh
1: a little bit that quickly I as I started drawing this <laughs> I realized this is he, he he literally put every single Gotham villain in almost every panel of this thing it's impossible for an artist to do and he's got six panels on a page and, and there, you have to draw every single character from the from the DC universe almost in each panel so I said you have obviously never drawn a comic book so I I suggested before you go ahead and draw your own book one time. I I mean, even if it's not good or whatever, just draw your own book one time. It will change the way you write forever. And thus he did
0: Right. that. Actually, the next thing I wrote was I was reading the death and return of Superman, which if you haven't read it. That is the most bizarre book that they, they they totally missed out. Missed the boat on making that a whole series of films just like they could have done a million things with it but instead uh like one thing that came out of it was this character thorn which she looks she looks exactly like Poison Ivy there's a dead ringer for Poison Ivy but she's just crazier she's she like the the it was the 90s so they were trying to make this dark superhero but when i was reading this character the only way it made sense is if she's insane, she was going, she was killing off bad guys because someone stole her VHS. Like it was insane, and uh, so I, so then I wrote that book and I realized, oh, I can't have her take on the entire uh, Metropolis Police Department in one panel. That's that's not going to work. But um, in the meantime, when we were when we're doing all these things um we're locked up and another thing i'm learning in this process is that getting materials like we don't we can't just go to the shop and get all the materials there we have access to copy paper if that that was that was a very precious resource
2: wooden pencils
0: and and wood wooden number 2 pencils and those things um we had, and we also had these little kid um pencil sharpeners and first I was using those, but I realized that I was breaking the pencil lead every, you know, every second panel.
1: And so it was getting to the point where I was breaking it constantly. And then- um, I had to show him several times how to sharpen a pencil properly with just a, a thin blade that you actually get from a shaving razor, how to shave it down.
0: And yeah, so I had to artisanally sha- shave this pa- pencil. And the, the thing is, it's like we aren't supposed to break these razors apart. If we get caught doing this, if we get caught with these razors and stuff that like that can count as a weapon and stuff like that.
1: It could cost <laughs> you, it could literally keep you in prison longer.
0: Yeah. So we're, we're keeping this on the down low about, about, about all of this. And like, I was never, <laughs> throughout the whole process, I was not like a super rule breaker, but this, like, I really wanted to do He's this. never been a super rule breaker. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, he was not prison people. No.
1: he didn't fit in.
0: I would argue who is, but yeah, I I get yeah, I was. <laughs> By that point, after yeah, but the that, after the but anyway, the, the we were trying to sharpen trying to sharpen pencils, and then on top of that, so we don't have Pixma pens either. He had access to Pixma pens because of this cool thing called Craft Shop, where basically. So one of the few ways inmates can sort of make money and it's only- if you're not supposed to bring those pencils and
1: pens or anything out of the
0: craft shop. Right, they're not supposed to leave. And that's, but, and that's where we, you know, that was another part, part of sneaking everything around because we were using those outside of the craft shop. And, but for a long time, I was just using a ballpoint pen to ink in my, um, my comics. And like, I was trying different things too with the ballpoint pen is like, if you sit there and you scrape a ballpoint pen across a piece of cardboard for long enough, you can get the ink to run more and you can get like darker darks and things like that. Or you have to just sit there and just go over the same thing over and over and over again with the ballpoint pen to take it from gray to black. And it is, it was tedious stuff. And like, I did that. I went through that Thorn comic, went from front to back. It's not amazing artwork. It's not stellar. I, just, I won't even say it's stellar storytelling. It was just fun. Like uh, it was. It was. It was it an was, education. Yes, and it was educational. Um, but uh, it it was a process, and it got me totally into the comics making process. But it was it was one of the thing those things that like had to keep on top of. And in the meantime, everyone has this idea that we you know. Inmates are sitting in a cell all day long, and that's it. No, that your your life is basically run for you out by outside forces. If you want to eat, you're you that like basically um, you're gonna have to wait around in the day room for an hour, not without your drawing materials, and just sit there. And you might wait. I've waited up to four hours just sitting sitting there waiting to go
1: eat. A lot of prison time is wasted in staging. Right. You know. Because they have to herd all the inmates in between their daily functions and so each one of these units may have I mean they can have up to 5,000 people on it so you, you can imagine during the course of a day there's one chow hall or cafeteria or whatever you want to call it call it chow hall mm-hmm. 5,000 guys have to eat out of there and so a big part of the day is spent just in herding the inmates 25 at a time down a hallway and 25 back so they can all eat so, and so a good part of your day is sitting around at locked, standing at locked doors or sitting at locked doors, just staring at them, waiting for them to let you eat or let them take, let you take a shower, thing like, things like that. Time that could be well spent, or if you're a comic book artist, time that you need to draw a comic book.
0: To right, try and get that page a day if you're doing the artwork or, I mean, yeah, a page a day if you're doing the story work too, really. And um, that was, uh, one thing I will say to, um, on top of that, with doing the doing the story that helped me a whole lot uh, during that whole process was I had started doing like stick figure versions of the story, so I could see who's in the panels and stuff like that in advance. And since we were all everything was on copy paper, I knew exactly what I needed. Just took a sheet of copy paper, drew out the panels the way I wanted them, and then had X number of stick figures in there, and I knew. They could figure, you could break it down a lot easier that way and see how much is gonna fit into that space, which worked really well. And that's still something I do today when I'm writing stories, is I'll do it in stick figures in the same proportions of of what the page is. Um, But yeah, it is, but it's so much wasted time. And there's also drama, there's drama from officers, there's drama from the unit getting locked down, which is sometimes nice because then you can sit in your cell all day, but then you have well, whoever your cellmate is, and that may cause problems of getting along and trying to negotiate whatever drama that is. And of course, we're, we're working full time. There's like, you have some sort of job that you're going to every day that you have to negotiate. And so one of the perks might be you might have act, like for me, I was working in supply, so I had access to pens and paper all the time. So, but, um, but yeah, you have to get it by stealing from supply. <laughs> So that's, that's how it goes. Um, and that, and that's kind of, that's, it was a, you know, all this to try just to try and make comments. So when we, um, it's been just over a year now that we've both been out and, um, got out around the same time. And basically when, when we got out, We had piles of drawings and everything. I haven't even gone through the drawings and stories that I had had done when I've been locked up. But Malone had uh, Warp Ranger number one. He had actually handed it off. (laughs)
1: had 30 years with (laughs) several (laughs) comic books. Warp Ranger number one was one of many that I had done, but it's the last one I'd done, and one I thought was most worthy of pursuing.
0: And um, it, I mean, it looked, great, just even on the copy paper and everything. The question was, is how, how do we take these, you know, 30 pages and turn it into a book, which neither of us knew how to, how to do anything with. Um, and the other thing was, is like we had everything, we had it inked and all that, but there was no, like, all the letter, word balloons were all penciled in, still. And so I so we had to figure out how to do lettering as well.
1: For all the praise I get for drawing, when I write anything in the, in the dialogue, the lettering, well, I, I don't get any praise anymore. <laughs> uh, all I hear is I need to find a letterer. <laughs> I can't write for some reason, but I can draw. So, uh, like a doctor. I- <laughs> At least it makes me feel better to think I'm like a doctor.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, so we had, so I'm like, so I'm asking him, along, I'm like, what, I'm, I was doing research because I knew he had these pages and I'm finding out about printers and all this stuff and he's like, I'm like, what needs to get done to get, he's like, he's like, we need to get it lettered. I'm like, and I'm like, I- didn't you have some guy, some Justin guy? who is going to get this thing lettered and all that kind of stuff. He's like, uh, he's, he's falling off. Uh, and I'm like, the last yes. man. Yes. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'll, I'll hit th-
1: his name on the cover and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls off.
0: And so I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll go through, I'll figure it out. And, um, and like, and I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how the best way to do it. I download some software for my Mac, and it's going, it is a slow grinding process because I'm just, I'm kind of just guessing. I'm watching some YouTube videos, I'm kind of doing this. But I'll, I will tell you from the YouTube videos I've watched, I have not found a, a spectacular way to letter. And like, some of them do this thing where they put all the word balloons in Photoshop and then put it in there. But I didn't have Photoshop, I just had the you know the free cheap version which I can probably figure out but I was like I'm just trying to get the words in the balloons and in my
1: mind I'm thinking this guy's supposed to be an IT guy with no <laughs> computers and he can't figure out how to type, <laughs> type words <laughs> onto a piece of paper what is going on right
0: and I'm honestly I'm thinking the same thing I'm like it is it's 2021. Like, we don't know how to do this yet. There isn't a thing designed. We are you. I'm the universe. <laughs> Doesn't know how to make a software that I can use that can sit, go into a balloon. And, um, they, and so I'm going, so I finally, like, I get to the end and I'm like, right as I'm about to the end, I'm like blown. I am never doing this again. <laughs> I'm like, I hate this, I don't want to do it. This,
1: this stinks. He really totally concerned. understood what Justin's <laughs> point of view was. <laughs> yes.
0: And, um, and I, you know, I was frustrated, but I was like, all right, we've got, we finally have everything we need to actually send this to the press. So I start researching printing presses, and I'll tell you the number one thing that saved us was, I went to the comic book shop and I asked them And they recommended me to another local comic book artist and he pointed me to like i had googled all over the place and i found all these weird printing presses i'm like we're gonna have to sell this book for 10 bucks a pop this is crazy and then um that comic book he comic book guy told me he's like he's like look check this place out i was like this is it this is what we need to use it was a printing press designed specifically for comic book like for people making comic books has everything you like like we needed and plus it was already like oh and you can get this for when you go to the convention and you can get this and it's like trying to upsell you the entire way too so it was um getting that help from the local source that was huge and um i don't know that yeah so then some, we sent it to the press and then suddenly we went from um a pile of copy paper and a and a, a pdf file to 300 books in our hands and the next thing was going back to that comic book shop and saying all right i've got the books now um and i want them on your shelf like how do we do that how do we make that happen and luckily i was in like uh, i live up in Longmont not so i'm not like this it wasn't like i went directly to time warp or mile high comics and started trying to to do that deal because i can only imagine they could have totally taken advantage of the situation but the um because i knew nothing but these guys walked me through it like you know there's different ways to do it you can do a consignment you can do it other ways and you also like do you have a written contract and i had nothing (laughs) i just walked in with a box full of comics and it was like right just at home. And I had
1: the exact opposite luck because I took also a stack full of comic books to a place in Austin and was like, hey, man, uh, do you all support local artists? Yeah, great. How much you want for those? Just bought them out right off my hands for cash. <laughs> Put them on the shelves. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. So that might be too. just going. It's It's going to be different at different places too. And it's also just, um the next big thing is just getting you know like the next thing was now getting um places to sell the comic book like so we're going to uh the next big thing was actually for to like since I'm up here in Colorado he's in Texas um I was going to go to the big the first big art fest up in Longmont and three days before the event, I test positive for COVID uh, and that, that kind of killed like a lot of the momentum. Time he's
1: tested positive for COVID. Yeah,
0: his first two were in prison and that's, that was not a fun
1: place. To he's been vaccinated and everything. This is the, yeah. If you've got COVID stay away from this guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was, so it's been slowly trying to, you know, to get it, you know, get the book in front of people. We've, I've done a couple, taken it to a couple of small shows. And then one big thing that um, last, uh, I was here at, at my first comic book convention ever was last year in October to come and check this out. And... I because I had no idea. I've, I've heard of conventions, but I've never been in one and seen how it works. And I went in and I scoped it out. Um, this is his first one ever.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are awesome in Colorado, by the way. I'm from Houston, right? I'm from I'm from Texas. And I have family in Colorado. And i visited here when I was young, but this is, being back here, y'all y'all are awesome. You're amazing.
0: So you would. Yeah, so basically I'm trying to tell them like, like I saw this, I saw this, I was like, I like I'm trying to take pictures, but it doesn't it like it's until you're here, it's it's hard to click it all into place. And then um I will tell you I learned so much last year from I went like I spent on the Saturday last year, I had basically booked um just going and checking out panels that entire Saturday. Just going from panel to panel and um listening to people. And that helped me a lot. I went to some of the booths. I liked like the way they set up, but I felt were the most like eye catching and how they, and I asked them how they do the printing, where do they get their prices at? We absolutely
1: did not do any of that either.
0: I went, yeah, I went to print. I went to like, that's how we found a site, which we found out was also, it's going to be too expensive (laughs) for what we were trying to do at the time, at the time. But that was like, it was, it was a start. And then this time around, uh, like, we're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to have a booth this time. And then honestly, um, one of my goals last time when I came, I was like, because someone had said during one of the panels, is like, if you want the best way to get a ticket is to have a panel (laughs) was the best way to best way to do it. And so I was like, all right, that's our my goal, like that's our goal
2: for us next time, is that we will have a a, a panel at Fan Next I didn't realize it was gonna be six months later. <laughs> and um so I set
0: that goal and then we actually got booth first and then found out we had the panel,
2: and I was
0: like, This is gonna be crazy. <laughs> so that's that's basically where we went from pretty much zero to having our self-published book, um, which also one of the other things that we learned about with the self-publishing is setting up a site, um, how to set up an all that was an, a, a constant fight. We, you've got people in Texas. So I, at one point I had all 300 copies of Warp Ranger just sitting in my room. And then uh, Malone is telling everyone in Texas, Hey, my book just came out.
1: And you know, they're all telling me, "Right, <laughs> <laughs> you're a comic book artist, right?"
0: And so we don't. We're trying to figure out how do like, all right? We like we got it on the shelf in one place, but like we got people in Texas who want it,
2: we got people in Virginia who want it, we got people in Montana who want it, we got people all over the country who want this book, but we can't get it in their hands. And it's just it's a hypothetical book at this point. And so that was
0: now I'm set. I'm like all right, we need to set up a site, we need to set up a presence and after like there was that was an abundance of options whereas the printing it was kind of it limited itself out by price. The, the looking online, there's so many options. If you, if you're, if you're an artist and you want to sell your product, you can do a million different things. I honestly, um, the reason I selected, like we went with Wix to set up this site. And the reason I wanted to do it was because I wanted to have a cool website that people could go to and then the other, and, and they also had a big discount if you signed up for them for an extended period of time. So I'm like, cool. And, um. And then it just so happened that because they're so popular, they, there were so many plugins that now we could get, we could make Warp Ranger t-shirts and Warp Ranger masks and Warp Ranger bathing suits. And it was, and socks. socks, Yes. And and it was going, getting out. Yeah. So now we could anything we need to make, we could make now and and we could ship our comic from place to place and figure out the shipping, which was a huge, uh, that was such a huge help. And now we, and we could, I've been like, I basically run a, I have like a little label maker and everything in my apartment so that whenever anyone orders
2: it, I got the envelope, the comic and everything ready to ship right out
1: it's kind of funny cuz when we first got we first got started doing I mean first got the book published and then this whole other side of comic books <laughs> was, that we had totally neglected ever even thinking about existing you know we, you spend all this time thinking about how to make a comic book how do I draw, you know learning how to draw and all this stuff and you invest so much in those skills and concentrate on it, and you think you've got it mastered just to get the book in your hand and go what the hell do you do with this now <laughs> And everybody's like, "Well, how do I get your book?" And other than me just getting in a car and driving it to him, <laughs> I had no idea. You know, you get, I mean, we were hit with so many different things; we had no idea it even existed. And and he's constantly calling me, telling me it's going to cost fifteen bucks to just in shipping to get this book to Canada. I'm like, "Man, that's somebody's trying to uh, somebody's trying to con you, man. There can't possibly be how much it costs to get a book to Canada." But you know, but it turns out it's the truth. <laughs> It's uh, things like that were, were, were all things that we had to learn how to navigate, get around, you know, and try to make, you know, ways around and figure it out. And slowly but surely, we did, you know. You, it's only as you hit walls, you gotta imagine, I mean, in any kind of endeavor like this, there's plenty of blind spots. Even no matter how well you prepare for it, there's gonna be things that you don't know that are gonna pop up. And this, everything, we didn't we didn't know anything, so <laughs> everything was one of those pop-ups. But you, know, but as you hit each wall, if you just have that kind of attitude, it, you know the same attitude that told you I could draw a comic book in the first place if I really want to, it's the same attitude that'll get you past all those other things. We read uh, Dave Sims' guide, uh, Cerebus, Cerebus guide to self-publishing. Right, it was very inspirational to both of us. It, uh, I, I highly recommend that book to anybody. But the information in there about how to publish and distribute books is dated, so. <laughs> Don't try to go by that. I, and I
2: will say, that was one thing I was kind of, Malone had forever talked about self-publishing. From the moment I met him, he was talking about you need to self-publish, you need to write stories with your own characters, you need to turn this Green Lantern story into your own story. And I'm, and I'm like, no, no, it doesn't make any sense without the this and that. And I, like, I kept on um, dragging my feet. And then um, Malone had loaned out his comics like a huge stack of his comics to a friend of, of mine so in prison like everyone's in different parts like the, of the unit so at this point I was actually I wasn't even on the unit I was at a trustee camp and he loaned it to another trustee that was a couple bunks away from me and we were talking and I saw this huge stack of comics I'm like I want to read those he's like they're Malone's I'm like all right well I'm gonna read them and um, and so I go through and, and I see this stuff, the guy just self-publishing
1: and I read was it also a prison comic book collector, not just <laughs> yes. not just an artist. 30 years worth of comic books. I'm oh, talking about. Yeah, I've got Rob Liefeld issues of Young Blood in there with, <laughs> with, with, at the bottom of the stack. And there's, you know, at the top of the stack was uh, Paul Pope. You know. and, and like. And I remember when I first met him, too, I'm like, I
0: don't have time to read all these comics. I'm a writer. I can't, I don't have time to, d- to read all that stuff. And then I'm like, I need to read everything. Um, but I, I started, honestly, I was like, I looked through it. The, the guide to self-publishing is printed exactly like a comic, except for there's no pictures. It's all words. And so you, I opened it, and I'm looking for pictures. I'm like, I'll start in the middle, and I'll probably give up on it. And I started in the middle and I just read all the way to the end. And I went right back to the getting and rewrite everything. And I was like, this, I'm like, we should be doing this. I'm like, there's, and I, I came back to Malone, like this was new
1: information to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person that's ever read that book, though, that felt that way. <laughs> Other than me. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh,
2: I have a question. So obviously you had some limitations in and you mentioned, you know, figuring out how to make stick figures. Um, it sounds like maybe you didn't have all the colors that you would
1: have wanted or. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the book is in black and white. Uh, the, oh, okay. I did yeah. the covers in color because I had, you do have access. Like you mentioned the craft shop. I was in, I was actually a unit artist for a while. That was my job. And because of that, it gave me access to the craft shop and I bought, you know, watercolor paint, things like that. I mean, I, I I I didn't have uh, computers or any of that type of stuff. There's none of that in there. But I taught myself how to paint. I taught myself how to do all those things. No, YouTube. No, (laughs) YouTube. They don't have any internet in prison.
0: They did have a channel in the craft shop that eventually they did get, which would play YouTube videos, but it was not how-to videos. (laughs) It was TikTok (laughs) videos
1: of people, you know, falling down off stuff and all that. But um, yeah,
0: um, yeah. does anyone else have any other questions? Um, yeah, we still have plenty of time. Yes, Did you guys look the Kickstarter? No. Or did you
2: look into
1: crowdfunding? <coughs> that,
0: that is something we, we talked about, or, or that is something you talked I, about. I've
1: had people suggest this to me, right? And uh, to tell you the truth, I mean, I, we just did it without it. I didn't, I, I've never seen a way that I could make that work.
2: Do you guys have a move
1: upstairs? Yes, we We do. A website? I tried Googling your
0: thing. It's, it's uh, wayward, but it's Spelled W-O-R-D. So waywardpress.com.
1: All one word. Yes. You can find me at They Call Me Malone on Instagram. You can see all my artwork there, or see a lot of it at least.
2: Yeah.
0: And we, and we'll, we'll, um, afterwards we do still have our booth up there and we'll go, we'll be up there chilling for a bit. And we've got, we can show you the, the comic, you can and come and look
1: at the comic book. We yeah. Get some stickers. We have free stickers.
0: Yes. We have free stickers with the, if, if, it's still not working, it has the internet, our internet address and our Instagram and everything on it too. On the back of yeah. And, um, yeah, that, so yeah, we're happy to do that too. Yeah.
1: No! Oh my God!
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: huh? What was that? Do we mail?
0: Right, yeah. So you were asking if we mailed the warden a copy. Did we mail it to like the library or, or anything like that after no, prison? No. We garage?
1: mailed our friends though that we that are still in prison. We mailed them some issues of the comic. And, and we're s- very proud. Of
0: and we snuck them a snicker.
1: Okay. That's not allowed. A sticker. Sticker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. I thought you were asking if if the setting of the book was (laughs) was in prison. I had so many people keep asking me, "Hey, why don't you do a a comic book about prison?" I'm like, "I'm in prison. I don't want to sit around drawing about prison. I draw to escape prison. The last thing I want to do is draw pictures of prison all day."
0: There was there was a story I did. this, I had this book called Just In Time, and the main character starts off in prison, and I immediately, I'm like, I, he needs to get out of prison, like, right <laughs> away. I do not like drawing bars on everything. It's, yeah, it's really depressing. <laughs> Any, anybody else? Yes. Is
2: there anything about learning to do this in prison that makes you better than maybe you would've been without it?
1: The, the only thing I can see that, make, that that would make me better is it just gives me uh, it just proves to me that anybody can do it and, can, and that it can be done. There's I, I, I never get to a point where I'm saying this is impossible. I can't do it anymore because you know, I how easy it is to do out here compared to where, where I was and I was dedicated to it. And, you know, it just proves to me the power of dedication. And that's uh,
0: honestly, anytime I have an excuse like I want to make, it's very, it's, it immediately drops out of my head. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I don't want to like, this is, this is going to be too hard or this is going to be, you know, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I did this already before in prison. And like, and I didn't have access to anything. That was something I even told myself when I was in prison. I said, when I get out, I'm going to have access to the internet. I'm good. Like that solves most of the problems. Like, I, there were so many times I had to, if I had a question, I'd have to write someone a letter, a handwritten letter, send it to them, hope they got it, because there's plenty of times they didn't get it, hope they got it, and then wait for their response. So that's about a month if it's quick. Like, that's, yeah. And there's plenty of parts of that. Like, and I'm, then I'm trying to figure out what I need to do in the meantime, with all that time, waiting for that letter. <clears throat> Yes, Do you guys have any
2: how-to-draw books, or were those allowed? Um...
0: There, there were a lot of how-to-draw books in prison, and in, like, they, there is a library in prison, and actually um, one of our buddies worked in the library and was very nice about hooking us up. Um,
1: one,
0: th- one issue I saw with the how-to-draw books was that they, they um, anytime there's anything cool in the book, um, most people in prison, the way that they learn to draw is they just take the picture and, um, they use it as a template and then they just trace it over and over again. And a lot of times, like you'll see in the library books, like the, the lines are dented in, in the books because inmates are sitting there drawing in it so many times and, and if they don't want to do that, if there's something really cool, they'll just cut it out of the book and then return it. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: <whole> stuff's gone. <laughs> that was prison whenever he was there whenever i first got there and started drawing they didn't have they didn't have any how to draw books in prison not that you couldn't get them if you wanted them but i actually uh, wh- what really got me going was i was in the county jail and it was like 19 i was what 17 18 years old about to go to prison and uh, my mom took a took a flight somewhere and in the um, there's a little magazine that was in the that was there in the in front of her seat in the playing and whenever she picked it up, it had an article in there about comic books. It was about image comics that had just gotten started then. And so she sent that to me and it was so inspirational that I started drawing. I I was interested in comic books before I went to prison. When I was a kid, I I read comic books, but that actually made me feel like I could draw them for some reason. So I started getting comic books. How I I started learning was I took these comic books and I I studied them kind of like a how-to draw book. I looked at every single line in these books. How did he make a nose? Oh, well, it's a line like this, a line like that, and a line like this type of thing. And I, I mixed and matched. I would look at, uh, I'd find all these artists that I like, and I would say, oh, well, I like the way this guy does this. I like the way this guy does that. You know, And I would mix and match stuff and start making my own characters. And it eventually kind of formed into my own style and kind of mental library of, how, uh, of, of things I refer to that I, that I used over the years. I only did that for maybe, my first two or three years to trying to draw, and then after that, it just was so ingrained in me that I, I didn't need anymore. Yes. I to ask um, how do you feel like uh, stylistically your art has changed since
2: getting out of prison and having I don't know, more
1: access to supplies? It, I, access mean, to... I think stylistically, my art is always changing. It. I don't feel like anything that I do is. You know, I can. Look, I look back over the course of you know, all my drawings and. Uh, and, and stuff that I thought I was embarrassing at one point, now I'm proud of, and st- mm-hmm. and you know, and stuff that I'm proud of now, I'll look at and I'm like, Phew, you know, I, I'm embarrassed by. It. But I, I think it's always changing. I hope it's always changing because I hope I'm improving. Yes. Um, outside of literally writing about prison, are there or have your experiences
2: influenced some of the ways that you write or draw? Like maybe bits of stories, bits
1: of movie. Definitely, definitely, definitely. The, you know, there's undercurrents and everything. You, you, if you read Warp Ranger all the way through, you'd probably see, uh, you know, a sci-fi type of story, space western or whatever, but there's much deeper subtext that runs all the way through it. Now, I mean, of course, it doesn't come through in the very first issue because, you know, you have a much deeper issue uh, storyline that goes all the way through it. But things like the dehumanization that people go through in prison and so forth, those were issues that I address in my stories, but I don't do so directly. It's just, I see them there, I see them in people's faces and minds, but no one really cares, or at least most people that you talk to don't really care. It's not, you know, but if you can put it in the subtext of a story, I think it's a lot of times it kind of goes around the, uh, the more obvious roots that people either reject or just block off information from and gets in anyway.
0: For me, it was like you're like I was constantly exposed to this crazy cast of characters. So, like, there's lots of things I like picking up on. Like, there's there's fun. I know, like, that was one thing I picked up for in Thorn is trying to pick up is like I was having, I was picking out character traits from people around me that were especially because they were, you're in this really crazy environment. So, a lot of the craziest attributes of people come out. And people flip out on, like, the simple, <laughs> small stuff. And those are really interesting moments.
1: That was a really cool question, by the way. Yes,
0: <laughs> absolutely. And the other big thing is now I always question myself when I'm writing. Like, about, like I like writing about superheroes. But I don't, like, um, like there's a, there a big story that, that we, like, we want to work on together. Is this kind of like, what if Spider-Man and Superman were in the same universe and they both worked at the Daily Bugle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so they, and so we're working on that that story. And I'm like, I'm trying. I I don't like this idea of like when it, if a character is, um, either pure good or pure evil. Like if there, if there's, there's usually intentions and then it's, I'm curious to see how those could turn out. And I don't ever try uh, to try and paint a character a certain way. And if I do paint them a certain way, then I'm trying to
1: see how I can get them out of it and That's get them into something else. That's I to say, because this is the purest hearted person you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> I don't know,
0: is there any other questions? Do we have a little more, more time? Okay. We have, few, we have a couple more
1: minutes. Thank you guys for listening to us. I didn't think anybody was going to be here. so <laughs> I can't imagine why y'all would want to hear anything I have to say, but I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm here and I talked. Where, where did you
2: say your...
0: Uh, it is oh. actually in Author's Alley. It is Not like, yeah, so it's like the first row all the way, like if you're right when you come in, it's all the way on the right. So like yeah, it's, it's the
1: least adorned... Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. These were holding up our posters. Like these <laughs> tripods were, were changed around to hold up our posters.
1: Okay. You just see two guys sitting at a blank table. That's us.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh, um, go uh, ahead. Did you sing you, you have a
2: podcast?
0: Yes, we do. Um, so also, it's also uh, I don't think there's a link on there, but it's uh, shakedown.show is the website where you can find it. And we actually talk about we talk about comics on there, and we talk about criminal justice is the main thing we focus on there and kind Rewind
1: of We whine about all the bad stuff we right have <laughs> in
0: prison. You know, we try, we, we actually, we try and tackle a serious question. Like, do we need prisons or do we talk about, we kind of explain what's going on in prison and then just say, go use our stories as a jumping off point. I think, do you, um, do you have a question? I was just going to
2: ask how we can follow up on social media as to learn
0: more about you guys. I know you've mentioned it. Yeah, um, yeah, shakedown.show, um, at waywardpress, um, and there are more, and yeah, if you come up to the booth, we will give you plenty more social media, too. Yes, ma'am.
2: Hi. So I'm an educator, so I work with lots of children from everywhere because I'm the museums. Yes. Um, and over the years, I've had a few who have been sentenced. Um, University of Denver just started a project where they
0: started a radio show in a prison, and I was wondering
2: what well, you guys thought of programs like that? Do you think they're helpful? Do you think if there had been a program where you guys could
1: go and draw what actually would actually be helpful? Yeah, it probably wouldn't help everybody, but people are different. I I know myself, and there's other people that uh, having having in a situation like prison, it can go two ways, right? It, it can go you can get involved in the negativity that's going on in prison, and there's plenty of it. And most people do take that path, or you can get yourself involved in something, find something that you can engage your mind in, and, you know, that, that, that you're passionate about that you can give yourself over to and that can actually save you. And that's what I did. And I think that, it, yeah, anybody that's in those types of situations could do exactly the same thing.
0: There, one big thing is, what is the intention behind it? The intention is just we're, you know, we're, we have this so we can say that we have this program, then it's, then it's not gonna go anywhere, it's not gonna be too helpful. But if they, but like, I really love that idea. Like, I heard about that program um, that's broadcasting to prisons. I think it's great. I would love to be behind the mic. I I actually, but to show a flip side of it, I was actually a writer for the prison newspaper, and they published zero of what I wrote because... um,
1: Because I wasn't a good writer. I know, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was not a good writer for that paper because I questioned, like, what was going on. And wanted to actually, I I didn't want to talk up the prison. And there was this their their story was, you're here for a reason, and you need to smile while you're here. (laughs) Yes, but um, yeah, they.
1: You can't quit talking. No, I can't. Um, But anyway, we really want to
0: thank you guys for being here, and we'll be upstairs if you have more questions and want to talk more, and we'd love to show show you our stuff. That was our panel at Fan Expo Denver. To learn more about The Shakedown, you can go to our website, shakedown.show. You can also see our other projects at waywordpress.com. that's w-a-y-w-o-r-d-press.com. You can also check out our Instagram at gettheshakedown, at waywardpress, and at theycallmemalone,
2: with underscores. See you next time.